All right, hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Rescue Bots podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I have no bugs in my system that I know of. And yes, today we are uh, looking David. at bugs in the system. It is the 59th overall episode of Rescue Bots. It is the seventh episode of the third season of Rescue Bots. Uh, first aired December 6th, 2014. Uh, written by Andrew Robinson, which is, this is his first script for, uh, for Rescue Bots. Uh, and, uh, but previously he wrote, uh, he wrote, he was the guy who wrote all of the lockdown episodes for Animated. Oh. Oh, okay. Uh, and he wrote Tunnel Vision, uh, for Prime. That's the one where they hang out in the New York City sewers with, uh, John DiMaggio. <gasps> Random John DiMaggio for no reason. Yes. And uh, notably, he is not the actor, Andrew Robinson, who is in Dirty Harry and Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Ah, uh-huh. okay. As an aside, uh, Pluto TV still running uh, Transformers Animated on occasion. Uh, very nice. fun to just sort of drop in and catch an episode. Uh, and in fact, it looks like recently he's written a episodes of some sort of World of Warcraft miniseries. What? Yeah. Tell me about uh, this. World of Warcraft Shadowlands Afterlives. Okay, so that was those were basically just some short animations oh, that they did to tie yeah. in with the last expansion. Oh, so okay. that was yeah. They do a little cinematic shorts to bridge story element things. Okay, well he wrote a couple of those. Well, they, they do tend to look really good and are well. They were they written. were pretty. I guess good. they're well written. I don't know. Hey, it looks Man, like has- Shadowlands was Shadowlands had so much going for it, but then like the actual ongoing quest management and stuff just sort of fell apart. Well, the, the, there was some interesting ideas, but it got it, it wasn't as fun as it should have been. Well, also, well, COVID did not help. They cut out part of the expansion, yeah. or squished two parts of the expansion together. I mean, I'm always here for that Maldraxxus aesthetic. Actually, it looks like he's done a fair bit of that with video game stuff. He did a bunch of stuff for Overwatch and um, something for StarCraft. So Blizzard stuff, it sounds like. Right. Uh, you, know, you know who else wrote some story stuff for StarCraft? It was uh, Simon Buzz- Furman. Oh, I was going to say Buzz Dixon. Maybe. Did he? Or, or no, Did was it the Warcraft guy who co-wrote something with Bugs, Buzz Dixon? No, right. he co-wrote it with Flint Dill. Flint Dill, right. Oh, okay. Flint Dilly. I knew it was a yes. guy who wrote for G1 and had a name that made him sound like an astronaut. It was either <laughs> Flint or Buzz. No, it was Flint. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, Overwatch was one of those things where, like, the game stuff is far less interesting than the story stuff. Like, the story mm. stuff seems well, pretty interesting, and I cannot be bothered to play Battle Royale PvP games. Yes, the, the expanded story around Overwatch is better than the game. The game is okay. But what I've heard is the main thing keeping Overwatch afloat is the porn. Well, I mean, that's always the case. Do you need to get by the game for that, though? 
Well, the, the game sort of supports the existence of continued film. <laughs> I suppose. Also, the character models taken from the game and animated with software from... What the fuck? It wasn't Shrek. It was some movie. Oh, Shadow Forge Maker. Wait, yeah. what? Source Forge. Yes. That's it. Source Forge Maker. Source, okay. There have been great advancements in 3D <laughs> animation because people wanted to make really good Overwatch porn. I'm sorry, what does hey, this Hey, now, ha- they were using that to make World of Warcraft porn. Well, yes. It, it wasn't the only thing. There were there are other things. Uh, yeah, oh, 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 uh, World of Warcraft might have been first, but still. Rob wants to know what this has to do with Shrek. Uh, yes, he does. Well, oh, oh no, I was misconfusing it because the, the software they use to make the Shrek movies has become open source or something now, or is going to become. Okay. So my brain was confa- con- conflating two incidents. Because I am not prepared for this to get shrek all. <laughs> well, yeah, I, d- I don't think they're going to specialize in Shrek. I think they just might... Some people might be using the software to do lots of naughty things. Yes, but also, you know somebody specializing in Shrek. I well, mean, that's yes. why Rule 34 exists. Anyway, so this episode, <laughs> nobody is having sex with people from Overwatch or with Shrek in this episode. No. However, no. it uh, it's a little more, uh, I don't know, uh, romantic. You know, it's... Uh, uh, it is. I was thinking that this is, like, one of the most romance-driven episodes of Transformers, which is generally not a very romance-driven series no. as a whole. To its yeah, well, detriment, I would say. Well, we we did have some Cade episodes, but that was involving Cade. Yes, I mean, that's... <laughs> there's only so much romance. Whereas Graham was just kind of a sweet guy. Yeah. yeah. Perhaps too sweet. Well, yeah, th- this still pales in comparison to, like, one of my favorite romance episodes of Transformers. Uh, the one where uh, Sea Spray meets a mermaid. Oh, uh, Sea yes. Change. Yeah. It's a surprisingly oh, good little episode. I, th- I thought you were going to say uh, The Girl Who Loved Power Glide. No, that one's kind of <laughs> weird, because she's more of a stalker. <laughs> <laughs> Like, she doesn't when, turn when, into a mermaid at all. Also, she's told, she's constantly getting smacked around by Transformers in that uh, episode with nary a scratch on her. Yeah. Yeah. And, of course, uh, notably, that is one of the episodes that was wholesale ripped off for an episode of, I think, Ninja Turtles by the same writer. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. You know, they assumed that their demographic would have grown up and not be watching the next show. Yeah, three uh, years later. Or they just didn't care. Anyway. Alternately, they didn't care. So, so we open on Grimrock's pool. Where, uh, where Graham has, uh, has, has devised a new slot, water slide with super science. And super a, science. And a one-eyed octopus on top. Yes, with, which, which Cade is extremely not interested in. Hmm. It's nerd uh, stuff. But who is interested in it is, uh, newcomer to Griffin Rock, Amy. <gasps> 
a girl. She's got big glasses. She's got one hair clip. And she's voiced <laughs> yes. by and she's voiced by Hinden Walsh. Uh-huh. Uh you may know her from uh, um uh, from Teen Titans where she plays Starfire. Oh. Okay. You may know her from Adventure Time where she's Princess Bubblegum. Yes. Okay. Or you may know her from the movie Groundhog Day in which she plays the young bride of Michael Shannon. Oh! Remember, at okay. the end, they're going to WrestleMania! Yes. <laughs> and she's like two oh. feet shorter than Michael Shannon. Well, to be fair, Michael Shannon's almost seven feet tall. Michael Shannon's the size of a Frankenstein. Yes. Yeah, he should consider being shorter. Actually, Michael Shannon as Frankenstein, I would watch that. Yeah. <laughs> it is kind of weird that hasn't happened before, but I, I get, well... He does fight a gill man, basically, so that's close enough. They really made a big Fra- they really made a Frankenstein movie for a while. No, wait, what the fuck was the last? Was was Helsing the last one? It can't have been. I mean, wait, what, what, how how old is Helsing? He's not sexy like Dracula. Oh wait, no, there was there was the Frankenstein versus Gargoyles what? movie. What the fuck was that called? Uh, I Frankenstein <gasps> or yes, as, with uh, as, was it Alan Eckert? The uh, uh, Aaron Eckhart, Aaron yes, Eckhart. or as it was as it was hilariously known in Spanish, Yo Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, well, that that was probably at least the last big budget. Frankenstein I watched movie. that. I mean, of course, movie. there was go- of course there was going to be another big Frankenstein movie. Yes. Well, yeah, it was going to be part of the dark universe. The dark universe. Yes. Dark. Talk to universe. me about the. Yeah. Ask me about the dark universe. Do you have the shirt? Oh, I wish I did. Is oh. that a thing? Yes, they made shirts. Can I get that off eBay? Possibly, but it might be expensive oh. at this point. I, I remember at the time some people were getting Do you shirts. really think that would be expensive? <laughs> yes, because it's a collector's item for shit that didn't happen. And Well, okay, maybe now it may not be as expensive, but like when everything collapsed, like internet reviewers were trying to grab quickly to get those shirts. It's like, I need this stupid piece of ephemera. But that seems like the thing that at this point they're now like clearing out of their closets because it was yeah. funny at the time and now they don't care. Yes. Uh, I think uh, Javier Bardem was going to play Frankenstein's monster. Ah. <laughs> In the uh, but, uh, dark universe. Dark. That's correct. But uh, not in this episode, Frankenstein. In this episode, Amy, uh, who is totally fangirling out over uh, over this new water slide. It's very And exciting. kind of over Graham in general. Hmm. She's super into all the mathematical stuff about the gallons per second. Yes. But unfortunately, the only thing that uh, Kate is producing in gallons per, swe- per second is flop sweat. <laughs> Oh, Graham. Well, Cade is probably yes, Cade, since he's still in his firefighter uniform. Cade is also just that, like yeah. watching it and just like sweating sympathetically. Yes, because Graham's all uh or uh um girl. Oh no, <laughs> does not compute. How does words work with the girl? <laughs> So Fun yeah, fact, he, you know, I also am like this around a girl. <laughs> you, well, depends upon the girl. But yes. Anyway, so, so unfortunately there is a problem. Uh well, other than Graham's total lack of game. 
it is once more time for a Deputy Barney to check in, the uh, the the uh, City of Griffin Rock's only other police officer. <laughs> I love Deputy Barney. Who is, of course, just Barney Fife, and perhaps they should not have put this Don Knotts lookalike in charge of supervillain Dr. Morocco. Yeah, why was he just in a normal cell? Yes, just, like, just in a normal, and, like, jail cell when he should be in prison. Also, I forgot they caught him, because it's been a while. And just in, like, his regular steampunk clothes. Yes, well, he well, should at least be in outfit. federal custody, if not, like, with Agent Fowler. <laughs> Yeah, they, this guy should have definitely been sent to, like, the vault. Yes! At the very least, he should not be on the island. No. Or, or that super prison with the magnet boots from Face Off. Yes. Well, they, like they, do, that. they do stick him in a plastic magneto cell it's, uh, later. Yeah, we, we, we will get to that. As, Which is an uh, odd choice. But. Yes, they realized the error of their ways, but it took yeah, like they- him actually breaking out for them to realize, hey, maybe let's not put this potentially immortal supervillain <laughs> in a normal-ass jail cell. Well, apparently they have let him keep that, like, de-aging booth. Yeah. They're not. Uh, which is you? It's weird. Like it's in the same room as him, but are they letting him use it? What's going on, guys? Maybe with supervision. I mean, yes. I guess I, it would have been would... like kind of ethically messed up to just not do that, considering that apparently it doesn't take that long for him to regress to being super old. But he is super old, yes, and of course, yes. Well, it regressed to being outwardly super old. You yes. recall, of course, that that is the Vern device. Yes. Because it was invented by uh, the great inventor Ernest P. Warren. Yes. <laughs> yes, of course. Anyway, so he's, he's, just, he's just gone for a walk, but it turns out he has actually mailed a letter. An evil letter. <laughs> I love the evil letter. It's in a black envelope. Do you know how hard it is to get a black envelope? Do you know how hard it is to write on a black envelope? I mean, maybe not around like Halloween. You have to get a special pen. You get one of those like silver pens. Yeah. yeah you get one of those like silver pens that you autograph stuff with. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, autograph you pens, have to. Relatively easy to get. Although, you can't although, well, just use trying like to a get a fine point pen. autograph pen is hard. They tend to be more marker sized. You know that guy has great penmanship, mm. though. Oh, my goodness, yes. Anyway, this letter is so evil, it's clearly going to, like, the dead letter office. <laughs> <laughs> or, I don't know, like, Hell, Michigan or something. Yes. It's got his little red logo on it. It's just black letter. Or, or Transylvania University. Yes. <laughs> which, which is in, like, Ohio or something. As a uh, relate... Un- Similarly, potentially related aside, uh, as someone who lives near the county in question, I appreciated actually longtime Transformers fandom person Dave Van Domlin, uh, on Facebook a couple months ago commenting that Spotsylvania County sounds like a place that Paw Patrol would go to fight vampires. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, now I'm just thinking of uh, Bart Simpson's Dracula. <laughs> oh, sure, nice for uh, Mr. Burns to invite us to his summer home in Pennsylvania. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so yeah, they 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 take him back to his cell. They have, they have built a, a magneto cell for him, and indeed, we are the future Charles, not them. <laughs> yeah. 
They they didn't think of this in the first place, though. They had to actually have a breakout for him, for them to think that maybe they should put him in a special supervillain cell. But it's still I mean, not the only like other in two a federal criminals. penitentiary. It's still just local yeah. jail. Or at least, I don't know, the state penitentiary. <laughs> I don't know how many supervillains there are in Maine. <laughs> It's, uh, it's, it's, I don't know, it'd be like Dr. Morocco and, I don't know, Pennywise. Yes, I was also thinking that. I don't know, some kind of, like, lobster-themed guy. <laughs> Maybe some deep ones. Yes. Oh, yeah, they, they, they probably move north, Some you know. assorted Innsmouth residents. So you, you're going to have a werewolf, you're going to have a clown, you're going to have aliens from a cave called Tommy Knockers, which are basically just vampires from Salem's Lot. goblins with a different name. So really, you should just be feeding them pasties, but for some reason, they're trying to take over a town. Mm-hmm. Tommy maybe, maybe Knockers is really dumb. Pasties. Maybe you, got, maybe, you got, maybe you got some Langoliers in there. Yes. I don't think you can keep them. They eat time. <laughs> Well, obviously, that's where you get the Magneto cell for. Yeah. yeah I, I think they're there to devour the other prisoners. <laughs> Fine. Oh, wait. They're at Problem solved. They're at the Green Mile Penitentiary. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, well, no, was, uh, the Green Mile was in the south. They're at Shawshank. Yes. Uh, Shawshank? Oh. As in I, the, it was, I thought that was the other way around. Wait. Shawshank is supposed to be in Maine? Or some, definitely somewhere in New England, yeah. Huh. I mean, it's gotta be. I don't fact, remember I, enough of that movie. They definitely mentioned Shawshank a couple other times in um, other well, Stephen like, King books. King mentions everything. Like, like the the town near the Overlook is mentioned anytime anyone goes out west, whether or not they're in Colorado or not. <laughs> yeah, no, everybody in the Green Mile has, and I don't think any state. I think outside of New York, I don't know that any other like New England states used the electric chair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, maybe not. But no, no, I, at least, I mean, I've read the book, but in the movie, everybody's got a, a bit of a southern accent here. Oh. oh, oh it's a, why, why I do declare it is me, Tom Hanks, as this prison guard. <laughs> have I actually seen The Green Mile? I, I've seen Shawshank multiple times. It was on TV all the time, but have I actually seen The Green Mile? I do not remember. You may have anyway. seen parts of it. It's like five hours long. Oh, mm. Uh, but no, so, you, so yeah, you know, they should just send Morocco to Shawshank to be guarded by Bob Gunton and um, Clancy Brown. Yes. <laughs> he's, Wait, he's, Clancy Brown's been in multiple King things. Oh, that, oh that's right. Yeah, sadly, he's not using his uh, main accent from Pet Cemetery 2 in Shawshank. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, his, his main accent in Pet Cemetery 2 is off the chain. Yeah, it's kind of messy. Anyway, not great. So, uh, not great. so the chief has now got a call, and we don't hear the one end of it. But he's all, uh, "What kind of monkey?" I like that. There's so many monkey-related emergencies in Griffin Rock, <laughs> but he has to specify what kind of monkey it is. <laughs> well, wait, have we, we've had monkeys before. We've had lemurs. We had lemurs, which are related to. Pri- I'm not. Are lemurs primates? They're not monkey. No, not they're monkeys. They're not monkeys. They're not, I think they might be primates. That's, they're in the primate line, but they're not. Yeah, but they're not monkeys. Far enough away. Well, I don't also be, well, monkeys are New World. They're all in North and South America, or South America. No, they're. I think they're African. No, they're they're African monkeys. I they think are? 
Wait, is it, I thought it was just apes. Yeah, they're old world monkeys and new world monkeys. Like the mandrill is yeah. a monkey, and it's oh, or or the baboon. Wait, but do those have tails? They do. Have, they have short tails. Or like all those monkeys oh. that are in Japan, the white ones. You know. Now, oh yeah, the uh, the macaques. Yes, those are monkeys. Have tail. Okay, I'm just confused. Okay, I'm just messing up like monkeys with tails and monkeys without tails. Tail the monkeys are new well, world. And that was throwing me off. Anyway, anyway, so this is a monkey of some sort, possibly headed to uh, Grunrock's Ikea. <laughs> it is New World. It has a tail. Yes. And it harasses a man in a yellow hat. Yes. And <laughs> and also results in the crash of a banana truck. Yes. <laughs> Why is As there just do. a banana truck there? I mean, listen. It's I'll- better than hazardous chemicals. I guess. Yes. I mean, maybe not, considering what happens, but... Well, well, and yeah, also, well. hopefully, they hosed it out because I'm pretty sure it's the same truck. <laughs> you, uh, you hosed out, you hosed out the poison before we put the bananas in there, didn't you? Oh, it's okay. Nobody eats the peel. It's fine. Why do they have so <laughs> many bananas? It's not like they're producing them there. Listen, yes, we have some bananas. Anyway, we have some bananas today. Banana truck. Yes. Yeah, ring, banana, ring, 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 banana truck. Uh, <laughs> Two different songs we went to. No, so so the the rescue bots save the day. Um, Blades almost slips on this giant pile of banana peels, and and Graham very casually handles this monkey. Yeah, do not casually handle a monkey. They are built to eat people's faces. But what? Yes, even it's even wearing a collar. Ones, but... It's obviously socialized. That, that just means it has it doesn't eat its owner's face. Your face is fair game. I guess that's true. <laughs> Spent all that time not eating faces. It now hungers for face. <laughs> the face that it has been denied all this time. It's a small one. It won't eat that much face. It's not like it's a chimpanzee that will rip you limb oh, from yeah, limb. Oh, yeah, don't mess with listen, those. I, listen, all I know is I hate every ape I see. Chimpanzee from chimpanzee to chimpanzee. To chimpanzee. I mean, okay, I'll, I'll agree that, that no one should own apes or simians of any kind as pets, but I really love seeing gifts of monkeys in coats and wearing <laughs> glasses and shit. Sipping tea! A monkey sipping tea. That 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 brightens my day. Well, th- this monkey is named Tesla, and thankfully it does not belong to Elon Musk, but it does belong to Amy. Yes. And then, of course, Graham is once more uh, tongue-tied because, oh, no, she's hot. She's a scientist. She owns a monkey. Uh, uh. Relatable. She's hot. She owns a monkey. Well, I, well, would you date someone who owns a monkey? Absolutely not. I, don't, I would. I don't. If, if they're like a zoologist, maybe, and works with about owning a monkey, that... No, 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 no. I don't... I know. I mean, there are many exotic pets that, like, might seem enticing for a prospective girlfriend or boyfriend to have, but still, it's like, if, if you have, like, more than two snakes, I I'm, I have concerns. <laughs> I mean, listen, if... Monkey, there are hygiene issues. I don't care how well but that monkey's trained. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's fair. And again, you know, may, you know... Maybe it's good to the the lady, but maybe it sees her as like its mate. And as soon as uh, you know, I'm uh, I'm I'm rounding first base, my face is being eaten. Yeah, that there there is that issue with monkey. Well, that, I think that's more with 
higher primates than simple monkey? Well, then, I don't know. Avoid baboons at all costs. <laughs> I, I mean, if somebody owns a baboon, they're definitely a mad scientist. Yeah, I, yes. I would not date someone who had a baboon. There is no good reason to own a baboon. No. <laughs> anyway, so, so Cade is going to have to give Graham some confidence lessons. Oh, no. Cade. Tries to, you know... Tries to improve his pose. Uh, tries to uh, teach him how to do finger guns. <laughs> does his hair in the exact same way Cade does? And of course, no. takes his glasses off so he can't see. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's your standard. Cade, just stop, stop, Cade. Just no. I mean, to be fair, of all the characters with love interests in this show, Cade has been one of the more successful ones. Yes. yes, oddly. And and so it is time for uh, for Kate to deploy his secret weapon. Man smell. <laughs> no. What does it smell like? Man. Like Man. a Yeti's penis. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, so this is this is a surprisingly racy reference. Well, a reference to something that is surprisingly okay. racy. Uh, the fictional clone Sex Panther <laughs> from the movie Anchorman. <laughs> Yeah, like, after watching that clip, this pretty much has to be a reference to that. Well, it's got a picture of a panther on it. Yes, that that, that is true. I, I have to be honest with you, that smells like pure gasoline. <laughs> it, 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 it's a good... That's a movie I really should see, because it seems... It's a funny movie. I mean, funny. Uh, you've definitely heard, like, your unfunny friends quoting the good bits from it, but it's funny. Probably, yeah. But, you know, 60% of the time, it works every time. <laughs> and it's made from parts of real panther. <laughs> and I, this is probably a coincidence, but the panther on it also looks very much like the restricted symbol that they used on R-rated movies in British Columbia. <laughs> oh. Okay, that's niche. But it was popularized by the fact that... Uh, Quentin Tarantino used a clip from the BC Ratings Board in the movie Grindhouse uh-huh. with the restricted cougar on it. Why a cougar? Oh, oh, that that symbol. Oh, because they, why, is, why is it a British Columbia that used that? Well, because they have cougars in British Columbia, and it's like a dangerous animal. Yes. Okay. But that's weird. It, it, it just seems weird. It did. It, it seems weird that. Only that, like they would have a provincial animal as a this is restricted well, simple. All, all, at least in Canada, all the film ratings boards are provincial. Okay, but still, just oh, having an animal oh, wow. themed stayed, one is weird. It stayed like it did in the U.S. in the forties. What the f- or the thirties? Yeah, no, before, like before uh, the Hayes Code. Like uh, wow, like Dawn of the Dead was banned in Ontario for like a decade. Oh wow. Uh, Banned in Ontario. Yes. Oh, I, I guess we could pre- presumably blame this on Canada following the British monarchy and, and, and their naughties list and shit. Well, and especially being Ontario, uh, uh, Ontario. Tor- well, Tor- uh, Toronto was for a long time the second city of Canada. Montreal was the big mm-hmm. city. Oh, it- oh, yeah. That's that's why. Oh, now I finally get that. Uh huh. What? Get what? Second City Television. 
Oh, well, specifically that's because it was Chicago. Oh, okay, so, wait, so my original thought was right. It's a also ran of Chicago. Yes. But it's Toronto, is it also an also ran of Montreal? Well, Chicago is an also ran of New York. Well, yes, but the fact that Toronto is the also ran of two different state, two different cities from two different countries, and one of those cities is an also ran of another city. Yes. <laughs> like, Toronto's a knockoff of a knockoff of a knockoff. <laughs> it, it, it's the Waluigi of cities. <laughs> oh my god, it exactly is! I need to go. I wait. Have I? Been, I think I've been to Toronto before. Or, it's been a long or, time. Or as Thirty Rock once called it, it's like New York without all the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I was <Ouch>. drinking. <laughs> I almost spit sake on my computer. Anyway, so uh, so we cut now to uh, to Barney, who uh, and Morocco has, I guess, sent away for some stuff. He's got a, he's got a little fan. And he's also got a huge ant farm. Yeah, who let him have an ant farm in his human ant farm? Barney? Okay, that's kind of ironic. I mean, that was Bar- that was Barney fight. Barney, Barney did is, like because the worst. why is he even? Granted, he is literally Barney. Fife, why did they even put still. him in charge of a supervillain? Like, no, it's not okay. And also, also the ants are weird and purple. They really needed to have handed him over yeah, to Agent Fowler. At yes. first, I fit, was thinking they were like. Nanite ants, like they were mechanical, but no, they're just purple colored ants. Yes. Ants. 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 Ant Man. <laughs> yeah, like that. Ooh, that. That was a cough burp. Anyway, so, uh, so, you know, the chief says, you know, okay, don't let him have anything else, and then Barney immediately gives him a radio because of Barney's fondness for polka music. <laughs> Oh, Barney's got to be excited about the new Weird Al TV movie. Oh, man. I don't know. He may, he may consider him like the not true polka. Like the only true polka king is Frankie Yankovic. Ah, uh, that's, that's a good point. <laughs> no relation. <laughs> really? Uh... Yes, everybody assumed for years that they were related, but they are, in fact, not related. Yeah, wasn't that actually part of the inspiration for Weird Al, why, like his parents got him at accordion because of that? Maybe, yeah. But it's like, yeah, no relation. It's like, but he's named Yankovic. He plays a guardian. Yeah, but no. Yeah, so, uh, so Graham goes to the cafe. Amy is there. Graham once again humiliates himself with, uh, Cody and all the robots and Cade, like, hiding around a corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does not go well. He is not good at talk to girl. <laughs> And uh, and they're all they're all trying. There's, there's a great exchange here where Blades is all oh so close and chases nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so, but no, listen. Chase knows romance. I don't know how. And speaking of things, I don't know how. Says the women. Uh, they enjoy a bouquet. They enjoy bouquets of flowers and chocolates. And then he has both inside of him <laughs> for some reason. He's just prepared for everything. He's always prepared for everything at all times. And then, you know, he's trying to practice with Blades. Blades, and Blades is like, is like, pretend I'm Amy. <laughs> he's so good. He's a good boy. Yeah. And uh, stay tuned for next episode to hear more of Blades pretending to be a girl. Yes.
Or at least Blades' voice actor <laughs> pretending to be a girl. Yay! And so, so we cut now back to Dr. Morocco, who has combined his, uh, his fan and his radio and turned them into, into a Hank Pym device. Well, yeah, but because as he says, like, like the, the ants don't have a queen. The queen is dead! I, Dr. Morocco, I'm your new queen! <laughs> yes. Pretty much. We're, 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 we're talking about queens a lot in this, uh, this episode. Yeah, it's almost <laughs> yes. like there's Timely. important things going on involving queens. Well, don't, don't worry, the, the, uh, the queen's ants have been informed that she has died. Yes, okay. That's M- important. Much like her bees. Yes. Or are they just I mean, gonna have to pay for the state funeral? For the royalty! <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy for everybody um, that they're finally getting the right Inferno, even though a year of the wrong Inferno was pretty hilarious to me personally, and I'm <laughs> looking forward to Legacy Prowl being like Transmetal 2 Owl Prowl. I am 100% for that. <laughs> Anyway, cut now to uh, to Casa Green, where we find that uh, he that uh, Doc Green is studying the the Morbot's head. Why? Actually, never mind. I'm not at all surprised that they didn't destroy his evil tech, given how yes. many terrible things they have also not destroyed. I mean, it, it, uh, it makes sense to study it, but but like it, it's taken so long. Like, when was the last time we saw Doctor Morocco? It's been a while. It has been since but, the last season, I believe. Yeah, because I don't, I don't remember it being this season. Admittedly, we're not that far into the season, really, but... No. Uh, let me see here. I'm just going to double check. <laughs> yes, last seen in uh, the two-part season finale. Ah. In which I remember he erased the uh, rescue bots' memories and teamed up with Madeline Pinch, who straight up stole his submarine. Yes. Oh, right. His <laughs> giant anglerfish submarine. And just GTFO'd. Yep. And has not been seen since. She's, she's somewhere that doesn't have, like, an extradition treaty. I guess. Wasn't she going to go to Paris I think so. She well, her, her daughter already had that beret. I'm pretty sure that France has an extradition treaty, but I guess first they have to catch you. Yes. Anyway, so uh, so yeah, so they have an ant problem, and they also have a missing power pod. So uh, so somebody better tell Billy to get the power pod. <laughs> this is how you get ants. <laughs> yes, Frankie. Uh lectures her father on proper food storage because this is how you get ants. Yes. And meanwhile Graham has uh he's been inspired by uh by Mansmell and has uh, also is Mansmell the most gross possible name for a cologne? Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh it's pretty bad. Gotta be like man musk, I think would be worse. <laughs> I don't know, I, th- I think it's something about smell, like Listen, that just smells like a jar of ball sack. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I, I feel like smell is like vague enough that your imagination can fill in the worst possible things. Yeah, it could go. And also, yes, just anyway. as a word, it just it it's like the word moist. 
Yes. Like, there's nothing inherently terrible about the word moist. It just sounds very... I mean, I guess it's inherently terrible. There's nothing... It's nothing about the meaning specifically of the word moist. It's just that it's a very unpleasant-sounding word. Well, <laughs> smell yes. can like, be so like much, So many words for smell are like, smell could be fine, could be bad. There's a smell. There's an odor. <laughs> There's a musk. Like, basically, any word that, that implies a sense of smell can go wrong really quickly. Like, I feel man scent wouldn't be as bad. Man, man, yeah, man scent, cologne, man cologne scent is like kinds, a bad title, but scent sound sounds better. kind of fresh to me. Yeah, yes. I guess scent might be the best term for Yeah, whereas smell. man smell, that's like one step above man stank. <laughs> yes. Oh, stank. Stank is pure naughty in some degree. Yeah. <sighs> Uh, anyway, so this is called Confident Me, uh, which is a much better than his previous attempt, Despicable Me, that smelled like a minion. <laughs> uh, nobody wanted that. Okay, lots of boomers on Facebook apparently wanted that. <laughs> anyway, but, and this ha- this is some straight-up sci-fi mind control cologne. Yeah, because it's it, a pheromone. As soon as you smell before, it, yeah. They even use pheromone later in the episode, but even before yes. that, the way he describes it, it's a fucking pheromone. Yes, it makes you like him. Yes, which it which basically makes him a. Speaking of monkeys, it makes him a less gross version of the Marvel villain, the Mandrill. Well, yes, but but it's hard not to be less gross than him. I mean, you have to be the Purple Man to be grosser than the Mandrill, and even that's debatable. I mean, even the Purple Man doesn't look like an actual Mandrill. Well, well no, I th- oh I. Is the mandrel like a reference to? Oh shit! There was an old short story about like a guy in a mansion who, whose head was a, a mandrel. Was this called a mandrel? That wouldn't surprise me. That was uh, he was a Steve Gerber character, and Gerber hmm. was very literary. Possibly. Now I got to look it up. Anyway, so they head over to uh, to where Mister Pfeiffer's bakery is on fire. So, uh, so yeah, they they head over there. Some and apparently the fire's been caused by something chewing a hole in the oven. I mean, <laughs> that will do it, yeah. And of course, well, there Graham is interviewed by Huxley Prescott, who is on the scene. Yes, and uh, who who's, who's about to interview Kate, but then he gets a whiff of Graham, and he's <laughs> decided, hey, you know, this guy, he's intelligent, he's heroic, and he smells good. <laughs> <laughs> I do appreciate that this is a. Uh, this is a scent that affects everyone. It makes everyone yes, yes. like Graham. It's not just like a, a gender-specific scent. As a proper pheromone should. Yeah. Yes. And, of course, uh, Boulder keeps telling him, you know, he doesn't need this cologne, which... Listen, if Boulder were, like, a person and not a giant Boulder as a robot, Boulder would definitely... This would be how we find out that Boulder is in love with him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. I mean... But that's that's not how the show works, not really. Aw, it should be. I've seen a lot of fan art that says otherwise. Oh, mm, no. But okay. Anyway, uh, meanwhile, uh, Dr. Marco has gotten a big box of ants, but <laughs> he's not going to be around to, to assign for them because he, this giant robot is breaking them out of jail. <laughs> <laughs> it's very like Barney just walks in on... 
him being broken out of jail. <laughs> like, oops. It, it, it's very much that uh, that thing, that community bit with Donald Glover arriving with the pizza and the room's on fire. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Except the pizza is a giant box of ants. Yes. And as it turns out, they are a mutant strain of army ants. Mm. Mutants. Oh, mutants! Which which means that they are, which means that they actually produce enough formic acid to hurt transformers. Yeah, That's which is pretty impressive. Well, which means that if they bite a person, there it should be like that scene in Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Oh man, that was a really unpleasant scene. Like arms should be falling off. Yeah. Like if it's enough to burn through transformer hide, it's enough to turn you into a skeleton. I mean, it could be something that doesn't necessarily damage flesh as much as it damages metal, but but yeah, it should probably hurt a lot. Oh, you don't really see people getting bitten by these ants; mostly just robots. That's probably why. Yes. So yeah, so and so he's commanding these army ants, and he of course set this fire so they'd be distracted, so he could escape. This is why you don't keep the evil tech around. It's, yes. It's a bad so idea. pretty quickly, Morocco books it, and but uh, Cody's figured out that, hey, the ants use pheromones to communicate. Why don't we use the confident me? <laughs> why don't we use also pheromones? Also, does, does he say electronic pheromones? Because I don't think that's how pheromones work. Well, that, that's what the Ant-Man thing uses, which, question mark. Yeah, that's... I mean, I guess if you're using some sort of electric signal that, like, stimulates their smell receptors, then maybe? I don't know. I, I don't trust electronic pheromones. That's not a thing. It's not okay. <laughs> it's not how anything works. <laughs> I mean, it is very Hank Pym. Mm. That's fair. So yeah, they, so they, uh, they they use blades to sort of dive bomb the ants with this pheromone, and it works. It does. Uh, although our earlier uh, Chase is trying to order the ants around, <laughs> you know, attention ants, you seem like reasonable, well organized creatures. <laughs> Obey the law and cease this vandalism. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, they are just. He's not speaking their language. Yes. Oh, it's not working. And he says, ah, uh, we're but I a queen. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if only he was a queen. And I... Chase would have a phenomenal drag persona. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Be amazing. I don't know. Some, uh, I, I don't know. Based on, like, I don't know, Angie Dickinson and Police Woman or something. <laughs> oh. Or one of Cagney and Lacey. Yes. <laughs> oh, or uh, Mariska Hargitay. <laughs> Tonight, audience, you will be my special victims. <laughs> anyway, so uh, so they get the ants back in their farm with this cologne. By well, they lure them to the to this slide. So, and of course, this this slide is basically destroyed by ants. Yeah, it's all eaten up, which I would think you would want to make a water slide out of plastic, but then again, I am not an engineer. 
Yes. And, of course, uh, now with the bots controlling the ants, Dr. Morocco has lost control of them, and they just start eating his robot, which just crashes into the ocean. Yay! Oh, wait, no, it's it's because his his fan speaker doesn't Oh, right, yes. They eat yes. his fan, so yes. now it doesn't work, and he can't command them anymore. So they're going to eat his robot. His more bot. And then, of course, he you know he's able to talk to Amy to clear the area to get everybody out of there. So, uh, you know, they you know we're cleaning up, we're building a new slide, and, and Boulder's all you know, much much like the magic shoes, you never needed the cologne because by the time you were ordering people around at the water slide, it had already been washed off. It was inside you all along. Yes. So, hey, you uh, you want to come up and see my blueprints? Also, the monkey has little swim trunks on now, which is yes, kind yes, of adorable. Yes, I notice that. Yes. Please give your monkey pants. <laughs> monkey pants. And meanwhile, Dr. Morocco is trying to row this robot, uh, which is steadily having limbs chewed off it by ants. <laughs> yeah, it's not going well. <laughs> Yeah, so he's going to drown at sea. I'll get you next time. We will see him one more time uh, this season in an episode entitled The Last of Morocco. Well, that's appropriate, I guess. And that is the episode. I enjoyed this one. I uh, I thought the the stuff with Graham infrequently gets the spotlight, and I liked him in this episode. Yeah, I had actually been thinking yeah. an episode or two ago that he, like, never really seems to get to do anything, him and Boulder. So, yeah, having an episode that's more focused on him is, is pretty good. Now he, too, also has a love interest. Uh, do we have to ship everyone? Wait, is he the last one? Uh, I don't know. I can't. Does the chief have a love interest yet? Oh, I guess not. Um, wasn't there some woman in one episode that like sort of flirted with who when they think i he gets there is an older lady who does serve as love interest I'm not sure if we've covered that episode yet thought it'd come up but I'm not positive yeah not sure if she has turned up yet anyway so yeah, that is uh, that is the episode. It was a, it was an enjoyable one. I, uh, I I was enjoy seeing Doctor Morocco and also yes. a bunch of ants. Yes, mm-hmm. it, it it was odd to see a episode saved by the power of too much cologne, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, sixty percent of the time it works every time. Ah. <laughs> uh. All right, so I believe that now brings us to David's Tokusatsu Corner. Yes, uh, my brain's all over the place. I was looking up like five different things in the background. Uh, all the tabs. This week, yes, uh, this week on Ghostay Sentai, Die Ranger, the final showdown, the penultimate episode. It's the final showdown. <laughs> 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 to catch up, the, the Rangers mentor figure, Master Kaku, is dead. Shaddam, the leader of the three Cenobite guys, has been crowned the new emperor of the Sith, Ergorma. 
Uh, Zydos, I finally remembered his name, the, the tall, dumb one of the trio, is died last night and crumbled to dust because he was made of dirt, apparently. As tends to happen. Gara, the woman of the trio, shows up to tell Shaddam. It's like, Dude, one of us is dead. I saw him crumble to dust in front of me. And Shaddam's like, eh, yeah, that's nice. But I'm the king now, so I don't got to worry about that. And then the, the, the rangers... All they, they made their proclamations of the ground after seeing Kaku die. They stormed the castle, as it were, which is a giant floating up to the pyramid. And then Shaddam's like, hey, oh, you guys, Imperial Guards, kill them. And then he summons guards who are red-colored, of course. Uh-huh. They're sort of like the regular mook guys, but they're in red. Uh, well, well, the rangers are fighting them. Green and pink break off to fight Gara. They fall out of the pyramid. Uh, there's Kujaku memories. Shaddam wanders off to go to the previous emperor, who's, who, and he's like, "Give me my, give me your stuff. I'm the emperor now. I'm the emperor now." There were, well, uh, the emperor still talks in a weird, weird sing-song voice, and uh, he's he's just kind of crazy. And I, and I found out he's also um. Played by the actor who's, uh, oh, what's his name? Dr. Man in Bioman. Dr. Man? Yes. No, Dr. Man. Is he the guy who invented man smell? <laughs> Maybe. Possibly. He, mostly he does robots and cyborgs. He's the main bad guy of uh, Bioman. And he's sort of the main bad guy here until Shaddam, like, just kind of offs him. Oh. Because apparently, like, the Emperor's all, it's like, no, you can't have this stuff. You can't have the shiny earthquake-causing jewel or whatever the fuck it is. Because I'm still alive, and you ha- you're you just my employee. You have to wait until I die to become Emperor. And Shaddam's like, uh, no, and just shoot a beam, shoots a beam at him. And it turns out the Emperor is also made of dirt and crumbles to dust. Sure. I, too, am made of dirt and crumble to dust. This is very relatable. (laughs) Shaddam explains vaguely that he made the Emperor as a puppet because the Emperor died thousands of years ago in a previous Gorma versus the the, the chi-wielding good guys war. But the, the ruling council of the Gorma didn't want to elect Shaddam the leader, so Shaddam made a puppet emperor to get elected, and now he's come to kill off his puppet to take the throne. It's, it, there's lots of weird steps involved in there, but the, the main point is the, the emperor who's been the lead bad guy this whole time crumbles to dust, and Shaddam takes his shiny rock. Look, if he had simple plans, he wouldn't be the main bad guy. No, well, it's like I didn't expect him to be the main bad guy. That's how these things work. And, and then Gara's fighting green and, and, and pink, and, and Gara finds out, oh, you're a mud doll too? Sure. Because Kujaku, the, the, the peacock Buddha lady who was sort of like green's girlfriend, kind of, but they were never actually together, shows up as a ghost, and is like, uh, Gara, you're dead. I've been to heaven, and I met you. Here, here is your actual ghost with <laughs> me to point out to you that you're just an empty husk. Is this some? Uh, is this some what we do in the shadows stuff? 
possibly it's kind of <laughs> it's it's crazy. Because, is like, the ghost going to inhabit a spooky doll? No, it doesn't. It doesn't go. <laughs> it's just two ghosts talking, and and Kujaku's explaining. Like, no, you've been dead for years, Gara. Your your spirit is here, and she's my special friend. And then they hold the hands. <laughs> so basically, <laughs> Gara the 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 mud doll is very angry because she finds out. That she's been dead a long time, and she's in a relationship with a ghost peacock woman. <laughs> I don't think she's mad because of the lesbianness, but like it's not explicit lesbian. But like so many anime and things tease, and and there's the gag that ooh, holding hands is so lewd. My brain immediately went to these are two gay ghosts. <laughs> This is a happy ending? Yeah. Okay. Sounds like it. So it is like what we do in the shadows. Okay, I guess it does. I haven't actually watched the most recent season. It's on my DVR. I need to get to. Is anyone's unfinished business an erection? (laughs) (laughs) Ew. That's going to be funny when I get to it, presumably, but that's weird. So, so the, the mud doll Gara crumbles... Cursing everyone because she's so angry. I'm filled with nothing but hate. Well, yes, you're, you're a mud doll. You're animated by nothing. And then the, the lesbian ghosts fade away, but they say, Green, we'll be waiting for you in heaven. Not as our third. We're, we're, we're just friends. Bye. In heaven, everything is fine. And then we cut the back to Emperor Shaddam, who's using his earth-moving jewel thingy to shake stuff up and tossing the rangers about. And then Serpentera shows up because, oh shit, we forgot about that guy. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, the war's back on. Oh crap. No giant robot fight, but lots of sort of stuff going on as the, the, the final showdown starts. And Shaddam, oh, Shaddam got a new outfit, which is basically the outfit of the previous emperor, where he's a weird eggshell guy. Which wasn't used in oh, what was where they oh the Thunder Zords uh, well, I guess they, it was still Mighty Morphin Power Rangers right it was then. the second season of Power Rangers yes they, they they hadn't changed the name they just changed the Zords and they didn't use the Die Ranger suits except for the White Kiba Ranger right and they, and they fought they didn't use the bad guys either because they fought Lord Zed yes but they did. Eventually, use the costume that the Gorma Emperor uses in Wild Force, I think. Oh wow! Which was that like costume. five or something or more years later. Yeah, that's ages later. Yeah, somehow they they just imported that main bad guy as a new main bad guy in Wild Force. Ah. So so going back and finding, I was like, "What's that costume? What the hell? Why is it? Why is it here? How did it get it here?" It was just lying around. They had. They had this costume, so they used it. I mean, yes, it, it's just the weird thing of Power Rangers liking to make a new main bad guy. Well, after the success of Lord Zed, who was freaking awesome, it's like they they keep trying to recapture that and never quite hitting it. Well, once you've already got like a guy who's basically a Cenobite, it's hard to go up from there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. What well, he, he's he's an inside out Skeletor. He has no skin. That was terrifying. It was pretty messed up. Yeah, it's a great design. I mean, over all their attempts at a new guy, he's definitely the best. It's hard to top the first one. 
Anyway. Uh, oh, it, that's done. Okay. Hi, Kat. Where did you come from? All right. So that does it for us tonight. Until we'll be back next week with more Rescue Bots. Until you can find us all over the internet. We are on Twitter. We are on Facebook. And we have a Patreon. Yes, we are hosted on iaconunderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up to help with hosting and other expenses. That is patreon.com slash iaconunderground. Uh, for our month of September episode, we are going to be watching Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, now that that that's is right. available on Disney Plus. Uh, so yeah, that's going to be a fun one to talk about. And we have a Discord. Yes. The link is on the Twitter. If you go to our Twitter account at at IaconUG, uh, it is the pinned post. I have refrained from pinning other posts so that we can continue having the Discord as our pinned post. Uh-huh. It's the most important thing. I kind of wish you could have two pinned posts, but they will probably get abused really quickly. Yes. Yeah. Easily. Which is... Uh, not to be confused with my personal Twitter, where the pinned post is and shall always remain, uh, the uh, video that a friend of mine made at my suggestion of uh, Michigan J. Frog uh, doing Never Gonna Give You Up. <laughs> oh, where is, is mine still the same? Oh, yeah, my, mine's a clip from an anime that I found amusing, and it, it involves grenades. And uh, I do not believe I have a pinned post. Oops. You should make one. I suggest a goofy one. Go yes. pin one. Alright, so until next time then, when we uh, we give our listeners the old switcheroo, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David. Can't stop trying to unplug me. Yeah, that's been nine night too. He likes to hold his tail up because he's happy and walk past the cord and, and almost disconnect me.